Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Mike Bullinan. We'll be right back in a couple of seconds. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience, and working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. I don't know what I'm up against. I don't know what it's all about. I got so much to think about. died now other than David Cassidy. Well, it's his birthday today. Or would have been. I guess oh, it still is. It would have been David Cassidy's birthday. When did he die? Uh, November of last year. God, it's been that long already. It's been six months already. Yep. Man. It's would've sad been... when one of your childhood crushes croak. <laughs> yeah, I suppose yeah. that's probably true. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. David Cassidy was a good guy, though. I will tell you that. Yeah, uh, last time he was going to be on the uh, on the show here, on the podcast, the digital show, he called in, but then uh, on hold, apparently didn't feel well enough to go on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. And somebody, I talked to him, and I was like, oh. And yeah, and he did not sound well. That's for sure. I was like, oh, I don't know if we should patch this guy through. Guy. Through. <clears throat> yeah, maybe you should have backed off the wheel just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Back her off a little bit. So, basically, uh, you want to just talk uh, Minnesota sports very quickly. The Timberwolves had to go to overtime in the last game of the season to make the playoffs. (laughs) They're now stacked up as an eighth seed against the number one seed many people think is the best team in all of the NBA, the Houston Rockets. So, good luck to them. But the first time they've made the playoffs in 14 years. 
Yeah. Fourteen years. Fourteen years. That's how horrible this team has wow, been. That's a wow. long time. I mean, I, I just I don't understand sports. Uh, but anyway, they did make the playoffs, but I wouldn't give them a chance in hell of beating Houston. So it should be one round and out. Hopefully, it's not. That'd be great. You know, uh, speaking of Houston, the Twins beat Houston. They were up eight to one yesterday. Then they uh, let it be tied up at eight eight, and then uh, Kepler with the uh, the walk off home run. Wins the game. The Twins win two out of three from Houston. Uh, yeah, you can. a lot of that goes to the weather. There's no doubt about that. The weather really helped us because all the Astros did was bitch about the weather, especially when your manager is bitching about the weather. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's a good thing to do in front of your players? <laughs> no. I just don't complain about the weather in front of your players because they're going to go, well, I don't even want to play then. Yeah. I still almost uh, won that uh, deciding game, but the Twins win two out of three from the Astros. Uh, they played them at the right time of the year. The starting pitching wasn't a problem. The middle relief on this team is horrendous. Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do about that, but they need to get it taken care of. They had an eight to one lead and gave up a uh, seven runs. Yeah. But hey, leave it to Catherine's cousin, uh, the Kraut, Max Kepler. Max Kepler. Yep. It's true. See. It's absolutely true, ladies and gentlemen. Kepler, Jacks won. He's been playing damn well since uh, he became a twin. It's nothing us bohemians can't do. It's true. And then, of course, you got your uh, most expensive uh, team in the entire world, hmm? at least for two players. The uh, Minnesota Wild can't beat anybody. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I, see, that's got to be... bring Vinny in. Yes, I mean, bring Vinny Lettieri in. That'll, that'll fire up the crowd. It's got to be tough when you're the owner of the Minnesota Wild. You've spent $200 million <laughs> plus, and I mean a lot plus, and your team doesn't do a damn thing, and they don't act like they want to do a damn thing. I couldn't sleep ever. They spend a lot of money, and the, and the team doesn't win. Maybe they'll come storming back against Winnipeg. We'll see. Uh, Timberwolves, same thing. you got, you got to hand it to Glenn Taylor. He does spend the money, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's what's amazing. I always thought it was whatever team spent the most money are the ones that win. No, nope, That's anymore. not how it is. Not anymore because the uh, poll ads do the exact opposite. They don't spend any money, <laughs> and because they have a good manager, they win. Yesterday when I was, we were on the air, Melina, and I didn't bring it up on the air because it was just so frustrating, honestly. We had runners uh, on first and second with nobody out, uh, then they were at second and third with one out. Joe Maurer comes to the plate and takes two pitches right down the heart of the plate for strikes, a ball outside, and then swings at a ball, <laughs> swings and misses at a ball that almost hit him in the right foot. <laughs> I, I think this might be enough for me with the Joe Maurer situation. That guy, I mean, he had a few good years as far as batting average is concerned. But mm, I, still I, a hometown hero. I know, but is $25 million a year for that? Yep. And he's uh, he's turning uh, 35 a week from today. Is he really? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Huh. So good. You took us for a quarter of a billion. <laughs> good for you. Well, he worked most of the time. Uh, he, uh. he could hit the ball, but uh, he was he's an okay defensive player at first base. He was a good catcher. Yes. Yeah. But then he couldn't catch anymore. He's a good catcher, but then he couldn't catch anymore, and then he stopped hitting. And I don't know. It, it, the problem that I have with him, and maybe it's just that he's an idiot, it, it might be, and, and that would be the good news that he's just stupid. Hometown hero. Did you hear me? Hometown no, that, hero. Don't you think, Melina, uh, that would be the good news that yeah. he's just an idiot? 
oh. because uh, he either is really not very smart or he doesn't give a damn, and maybe both. All right, Catherine, you want to stop with your real estate business? The there moment you seconds? do, I will. Uh, well, I got to say though, I mean, saying. here we are. He's supposed to be passing, you know, sometime this week. Hopefully, this homestand, the two thousand hit mark. But this yeah, is a guy who, for sure, you would think back when he first debuted that he. I mean, it's been fourteen years now. His debut right, was in '04, right. and here's a guy you would think, okay, he's not a power hitter, but he's going to definitely hit the three thousand hit mark, and you I know, so, yes. whatever. And yeah, like you said, then he took us for what is it, seven years, 184 million, and that was coming off yep. his MVP season in '09, and we were opening Target Field, so we were kind of yep. stuck. And we're like, okay, fine, give him the money. Has Target Field been open for nine years already? Uh, yeah, I think it was 2010. Jeez. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's the Our ninth Our brand season. new stadium. Our brand new stadium is <laughs> nine years old already. Good God. That went fast. That went very, very fast. No doubt about it. Anyway, but the uh, Twins are in first place by percentage points because they played two less games, two fewer games than uh, – than Cleveland, but uh, so they've got them by percentage points. Twins are in first place, so that's good. Yes, glad to hear it. Uh, yeah, so there, there's your sporting situation. The the uh, Timberwolves don't have a prayer. The uh, Wild are playing like they always play, and <laughs> the Twins uh, got the job done. We'll I, see. And I, tonight know. is the spring game for the Gopher football team. <laughs> oh, tonight's the spring game. Yeah, it got pushed from that's Saturday good. just because of the snow. Oh. Oh, yes, right. It's going to be horrible on Saturday. That's good. Uh, I get very, very excited when I hear gopher football because, uh, you know, when they won the Big Ten back in 1967, (laughs) and by the way, tied for the Big Ten. They didn't even win it outright. They uh, tied with Indiana. So that shows you how good Michigan and Michigan State and Ohio State were back then, and Wisconsin, of course. Pretty good team. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's Minnesota sports. Even the twi- even the teams that win have to squeak it out with a walk-off home run after having a seven-run lead. Squeak. It's just how Minnesota sports teams are. I, I love them. I love the Vikings, love the Twins, love the Gophers. You go down the list. Uh, I do not love the Timberwolves. They drive me nuts making these playoffs once every 14 years. Mm, you're going to love this even more. What? The Prince tribute. Yeah. The people already have tickets for. Yeah. Timberwolves are bumping them. Oh, oh bumping my it, God. the event. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Scheduled for the two-year anniversary of his death is bump for the Timberwolves playoff game three on the same day. It is now moved to 8 p.m. Friday, April 20th. Tickets for the initial event will be honored, and refunds are also available. So if you can't go, because some people will not. That's the tough part. When you do something like that, you think, oh, well, they got to do what they got to do. But for people who could make it that first mm-hmm. night but cannot make it that next night, that's a tough call right there. That's a tough deal. But, yeah, so, I mean, here's the deal. The Wild and the Timberwolves <laughs> are going to do what they're going to do. We get to watch the Twins for the next five and a half months, so I'm excited. The thing about the Prince thing being scheduled is they, they didn't plan on making it to the playoffs. No. No, they didn't. No, that's exactly right. What do you mean we made the playoffs? What? Uh. I can't play. <laughs> we'll never do that. Just yeah, book in whoever you want. It's another one of those situations where you know, just <laughs> like I said, not, all I have to say is Minnesota sports, and, and Minnesota sports fans know exactly what I'm talking about. No, it just it is what it is with with Minnesota sports. That's why winning the World Series in '87 and '91 was so exciting. 
But my kids don't know that because uh, Andy was one year old when the first one was one, and Alex was two years old when the second one was one. So they were two and four years old, couldn't have cared less. Not that Andy would care now, (laughs) but Alex cannot remember a World Series victory at all. Nope. You know? Well, I'm starting to feel like I cannot remember a Minnesota victory over Wisconsin in football. That's the one that kills me. Oh, God, yeah. That's going a long way now. Yeah, we've lost 19 of the last 21 meetings, including like 14 in a row. Barry Alvarez, right? Yep. I mean, he changed that whole program, didn't he? Yep. He's amazing as a coach and then as athletic director. Yeah. Uh, Joe from Louisville has a question. Uh, What about those folks uh, who are flying in to see the tribute? Uh Yeah. I hope Joe wasn't flying in to see the tribute. (laughs) Because you better get your tickets changed right now, which means those people that were going to fly in to see the tribute, uh, the the day's been moved to when the what the twenty twenty what? Uh, it was just twenty sixth or something. Eh, whatever. Well, it, it's two weeks away, so you're going to end up uh, paying a penalty for changing your flight. It was moved to Friday, April twentieth. Oh, April twentieth. So mm-hmm. it's only it, it's only uh, uh, one week away huh. from tomorrow. Four twenty. Yes. That's. 420. Yeah, and if you were night. flying in, you're going to get absolutely screwed on prices this late oh, are in you the ever, game. Are you ever going to get mm-hmm. screwed? So, so they're going to—they're not going to do. They're going to do it on 420. That's nice. Yeah. On International Marijuana Day. That's good. I just saw this headline: Dayton rips into predecessor Palenti over run for governor. I don't know why he would do that. Uh, it's fun to do. Well, but but. Governor Dayton, honestly, the look you have on your face in the Star Tribune, you look like you're psychotic. And I know you take a lot of medication and all the rest of it, but see, if I were you, I wouldn't be ripping into anybody because you're nuts. You know, I, I, I don't know. It's it's a sad deal. You know, the Dayton family's had their bumps in the road throughout the generations, I'll tell you that. Wow. They've had some interest. Had some very nice people. I've met Daytons that are very nice people. Ned Dayton's a great guy. Well, that's good. Then there are other people, uh, you know, like Mark, who's nuts. I mean, I'm sorry, but he, he's, I don't know what the hell happened, but he's well, out there. We knew that when he shut down his office when he was our senator 12 years ago nice. or whatever it was. Yeah, all he, that's mean of you, though, because all he did was get under his desk. Yeah. I swear, I think he received actually, shock treatment because the look on his face on the strip right now. I know, that look on his face. I don't, don't rip into people and then have that look on your face. You look like you're maniacal. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm trying to be nice here. You know, and I'm not, I'm not even defending Palenti. He can defend himself. I'm not defending anybody. I'm just, I just, Mark, seriously, you need to go and relax and, and get, get your $200 million from the South Dakota bank. I mean, don't take it all out at once because you want to protect it from Minnesota taxes. I understand that. That you, by the way, put in place. Uh, but you don't want to pay. So, uh I'm not big on I'm not big on politicians right now, Republican or or uh, Democrat or whatever. Although I, I I am I'm actually looking forward to if uh, if did you reach out to uh, the Carter uh, administration and no not yet not yet but they, we're going to said next week when who's we going to do is the mayor going to do it I don't think so well he's yes he is otherwise I'm going to blast him on the air okay Melvin Carter where are you going to be who's going to give us the tour of St Paul. Um, I would have to dig through five days of emails. I wanted to meet his dad. I wanted to meet his dad more than I wanted to meet Melvin Carter. Oh, that's nice. No, no, I've heard that Melvin, as a matter of fact, Michael Bryant says that Melvin Carter is a really nice guy. He says he's a really good guy. But I've heard that his dad is a tremendous guy. So 
Hopefully his dad will be there. That'd be fun. Love St. Paul. And it does, I, seriously, I, I grew up in Minneapolis, but it does piss me off when people say, oh, yeah, yeah, how you doing, Minneapolis? Yeah, what about St. Paul? Okay? What about it? Throw it in there. Throw St. Paul in there. Just be be kind to my, one of my favorite cities in the world. Come on, We're that's very, the, one of the lucky. best neighborhoods in Minneapolis, according to CNN Travel. What is? St. Paul. Oh, that's when, right. St. Paul's a neighborhood. God. A neighborhood in <laughs> Minneapolis. That's right. What an idiot. Saint Are they talking about just downtown St. Paul? Well, they're talking about St. Paul as a as a as a that's neighborhood just in a Minneapolis. Neighborhood. Okay. Oh God! Oh. How could you make that? That's like saying, oh, you know, New Jersey's a na- it's a nice little yeah. town in New York. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, what what are you doing? Do a little research. It'd be good. People don't leave their offices or their computers, so that's why they don't know anything. Yeah, that's pretty much true. But, uh, yeah, St. Paul's wonderful. So I, I'm looking forward to doing the tour of St. Paul. But I, I demand that the governor, or at least, not the governor, but the mayor, or at least the mayor's dad be there because I want to meet his dad. And I wouldn't mind meeting the mayor either because, uh, like I said, Michael Bryant said he's a good guy. So we shall see. We'll, we shall find out what the deal is. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed. And I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so called up the folks at Whiting Clinic, and they helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to reserve today. Space is limited, so don't delay. That's 855-555-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. Electronic Music Man. Interesting stories that are appearing now. Uh, we've been talking about this for about two years on the Tom Bernard Show here. And now in the New York Post, the Daily Mail of London, uh, USA Today, uh, new study shows a third of millennials are quitting social media. Andy, you're a millennial. Do you go on social media? I never have, really. I don't think you ever did. But yeah, a new study showing that millennials cannot stand. They hate social media, and they are uh, and they are uh, leaving. They just don't want anything a to third. do. A third of millennials that, I feel are like leaving social that's media. That's real high. Because there's the people that have yeah, never I think had that's just... it. Yeah, there's the people that have never had it. Like Mike, you don't have Facebook, do you? But I did. 
you did, but how yeah. long ago? 2009. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> so, Andy, you have one, but you're never on it. Yes. Yeah, so I feel like it. That's that number seems real, real high to me. If you ask me. Well, well, I bet it's just a bunch of people who say they're going to quit forever because of the Zuckerberg thing. But you oh, know, yeah. give it a week and they'll be back. Oh, yeah. What does the story say? That is it real or just a fake? Thing. No, no, it's real. It's in, it's in every publication in uh, in English press. By I mean English speaking press. Maybe it's in others too, but I don't know because I can't read anything other than English. Um, what? Quickly, Joe from Louisville has this to say to oh, uh, Governor Dayton: "Ack ack a dack, dack dack a ack." So that's what <laughs> that but he has to say. Funny. Are you quitting social media? Third of millennials have permanently deleted accounts with Facebook and Twitter among the worst hit, but they can't quite say goodbye to Snapchat. Millennials are quitting social media and are spending less time on Facebook, according to a new report. Platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even the popular dating app Tinder are seeing droves of users switch off permanently. While many platforms struggle to keep their users, it seems picture-based messaging app Snapchat is still holding the attention of the younger generation. Most people said they were quitting because they felt it was a waste of time and social media was making them think negatively. See, I do there believe this. I do believe that because social media is so incredibly negative. You're saying that about Instagram too? Uh, I guess, yeah. Huh. I think I thought Instagram was still very popular. Uh, no, they said Instagram is fine. No, I said Snapchat was Snapchat fine. Snapchat is fine. Oh, I don't know yeah. the difference really. A Boston-based market research company called Origin collected data on 1,000 members of Gen Z, people born in the year 1994 or later. The report looked at how the social native generation... Oh, Gen is, Z isn't millennials. No, it's not. So... ...is affected by the virtual world, as well as finding that 34% of Gen Z had deleted social media permanently and also found 64% are taking a break. According to the Origin Report, people are choosing to quit social media for a variety of reasons. 41% of respondents believe they waste too much time on social media, and 35% found there was too much negativity. Other reasons include not using it very often and no longer being interested in the content. 22% of users said they wanted more privacy and couldn't cope with the pressure to get attention. Just under one in five users said social media platforms made them feel bad about themselves. See, that, I think, is going to be the biggest problem. Social media is making people feel bad about themselves, which means they will leave. They're not going to want to be feeling bad about themselves and being, are being told they're idiots and being attacked constantly. It's going to go away. And good. I'm glad it is. Seriously. You want to post pictures of your dog and everybody go, oh, that's a cute dog. Now we're talking. <laughs> but if you want to go in there and go after people because of something they were joking about, then we have no use for you. You, you, don't, you, know, you feel like you're a turd and you think if you go on social media and run your mouth, you'll feel better about yourself. Well, you're the one that has a problem with yourself in the first place, so shut your cake off. Yeah, it seems like Facebook in the beginning, it was, kind of, it was fun and it yeah. was entertaining yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But then once it started, the politicians started tweeting and, and all that stuff, it just, it just and, and the, that election, oh my God, that election just like destroyed so many people. It was just crazy how yeah. nuts people went over the election. I just, a quarter of the country went deranged. I just blocked certain people from my feed. Like, there are people that I generally like on Facebook, but then mm -hmm. when the election came up, they just went insane. And I was like, I'm just going to block you from my news feed for a while. So I don't see right. your and posts. They haven't let it, yeah. 
that's, then yeah, that's a good idea. I just move on with my day. I don't know. I don't. That's exactly it. I think you spend less time on Facebook Facebook than you used to as well. Am I wrong? On face, I'm on Alex. Instagram more now. Yeah, because I post pictures yeah. of like fawn and random stuff that we do and things, but. But, I mean, I go on Facebook a decent amount still and, like, look at things and see what people are doing. But I just blocked the people from my feed. Not blocked, like, unfriend, don't look at me ever again. Just their stuff doesn't show up on my feed. Because I'm like, I don't, what you have to say doesn't interest me. So I don't need to see it. Yeah, I'm looking at the New York Post article right now. And they're talking about millennials and Gen Z. Both generations uh, hate social media. A large percentage of them hate social media, and a large number of them are getting off of social media. They just don't want anything to do with it. I would think, is there any way, because I don't know this because I, I direct, directly text people, is there any, any way to broad text? In other words, text all of your friends at once? Yeah. There yeah. is a way to do yeah, that. Yeah, but it's well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know annoying. what I don't know what the limitation is like if you can only do How 50 many? people at yeah. a time. But you can do a pretty large amount. Because I don't know. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, you just add them to the text. I have no idea what the situation is. I just Michael Bryant and I text each other at about 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning every day, back and forth. He said, my, my first text from him this morning was, I didn't yell. Because yesterday, I said the first time I met... <laughs> Michael Bryan, he was yelling at me about something. He was mad at me about something. He said, uh, he's, he was mad at me, but he said he didn't yell. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Whatever you say. By the way, Alex, you've ruined my life. Oh. Again. Yeah, no shock there. How old did we, I do it this time? <laughs> your mom and I have cannot stop watching Silicon Valley. I know. it's. A We're now only four years behind instead of five years. We finished the first season. My heart was broken at the last episode I of the know. first season. I don't even know what happened. You didn't. I don't remember. What Peter Gregory died. Who's Peter and Gregory? And the guy who... The guy, the guy that was in that invested in him in the first place. The guy gave him the hundred thousand dollars. With the googly oh, okay. eyes. Yeah. Well, the real actor, the actor in real life, died. Yeah. Oh. Chris, uh, it was, was it Christian? Uh, uh, God, you made me. Yeah, I, you had me look it up. Christian and now I Meyer. Can't remember. Was yeah. it Christian Meyer? Christopher Meyer. Christopher. Like Christopher. Christopher Welch. Evan Welch. Yeah, Christopher Evan Welch. Welch. He died of cancer. Yeah, he actually did oh, die. Dear. It's because so he wasn't from Minnesota. Too. That's right. What? Men in Minnesota live longer than any other state. Oh, really? Oh. Yep. That's exactly right, mm. which is unfortunate for me. I'm looking for the sweet <laughs> release of death. Christopher died at 48 of lung cancer. Yeah. yeah. He must well, have smoked uh, a bit. Yeah, not always. Sometimes it's related to other things. Melina, have, mm. you, have you watched Silicon Valley? No, not yet. I got to get on that. Oh, it's so um, funny. Oh, my God. They're, they're such idiots. It's hilarious. They're going, Smart idiots. They're going from investment company to investment company to see who wants to give them the best deal. And they're finding <laughs> something in common that these investment companies treat them like dirt just because they think they can get, uh, get them for less money. So T.J. Miller tells what's – the, what's the lead character's name again? The, I can, the I can, redheaded guy? The kid who invented Pied Piper in the first place. The hell's his name? Alex, you're not helping. I haven't anyway. watched it in I'm I'm eight months pregnant and I haven't watched it in like a year, so I'm sorry that I don't remember oh, every character's phenomenal. name. <laughs> but anyway No excuse. Jay yeah. Miller goes to the inventor of Pied Piper and he goes, Look, you you're gonna have to start 
being negative at these meetings because you're all positive and they're being negative because they're trying to irritate you so you know they can maybe get you for less money so you're gonna have to go negative in these meetings uh, so can you do that? He goes, yeah, yeah, I can, yeah, I can go negative. That won't be a problem. I'll go negative. So they go to the next meeting. There are two men and a young woman. They're all in just phenomenal shape. So the, the inventor of Pied Piper, who's not very good at this, you can tell he's not really oh, he's, good yeah, at He wanted to do people. the insults this time. Right, I want to do the insults this time. Let me do the insults. So he's talking, and all of a sudden he goes, I smell a fart. Are you a farter? That was his big insult. <laughs> that was his big what? insult. Was, are you a farter? <laughs> and then he says, he looks at a guy and he says, and the guy, by the way, is in phenomenal shape. He looks at the guy and he says, could I have a roll? Or are you going to eat them all because you're fat? <laughs> <laughs> but the way he does it is like super awkward. And he's like, oh, it's uh, really uh, awkward. I smell a, a fart. Uh, are you a farter? <laughs> like, what? He's trying so hard and coming up with the worst <laughs> possible so disses. Hard. I know it's that, that show is hilarious. yeah that shows like a belly laugh show because it's just like, it really is. It is. I laugh oh out loud. I know. So hard. So know. We're, we made it to season two. Thank God. We've only got uh, three more seasons. Well, two and a half more seasons, and we'll be all caught up and start watching <laughs> season five. But T.J. Miller got fired. He's not on season five. T.J. Miller also, of course, uh, was arrested by the feds. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what he's going to do. He got he got arrested by the feds for calling in a bomb threat on a train. Well, well don't call in a fake bomb threat. How about I know, that? But it Probably sounds like he idea. was perhaps allegedly high or drunk. Not I don't think that's Miller. really an excuse I for a it, federal crime. I think it might be if he goes to treatment and well, this is his first time he's done something. Maybe. I, I don't know. I'm his not bail, sure how that works. But. His bail was $100,000. They, they're not seeing the humor in this, let no, me just say that. No, it's not funny. They're not seeing any. I'm really glad you had the cleaners come over while we're on yeah. the air. Yeah, I can hear the vacuum. Sounds good. Clear as day. Uh, yeah, I called them up and I said, could you please vacuum Why right you, outside uh, of here? Well, we're going to break in three minutes. No, oh, mom's a disaster. Thank you. And I smell a fart. Are you a farter? <laughs> One of the greatest of all time. And he goes, "Could I have a roll? Or are you going to eat them all because you're fat? <laughs> the guy's not even fat at all. He had another one, too. He did. He had a whole bunch of them. <laughs> oh it's so sad because T.J. Miller is so funny on that Miller show. T.J. Miller is great on that hilarious show. hilarious on that show. He's so, so ridiculous. Oh my well, maybe that's kind of what happened. Was, it, was he on a bunch of stuff before, or was he just doing stand-up and this was his big... No, he's you know, been, he was in Deadpool. Oh, he was? was what, okay. So I thought maybe he just like got super successful fast, and sometimes that just... Well, that wasn't that long ago. Brains. Deadpool. Uh, Big Hero 6, Cloverfield. No, he's been in stuff. Oh, okay. Been, yeah. I really didn't have any idea who he was before I started watching this show. Is he still booked at uh, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy for two weeks? I looked last night, and they said he's he's on the roster, but I don't know what will mm. happen. I can't believe they're going to let him fly since he's got federal charges against him. But I don't know. It's, maybe he'll take a taxi. That's really take an too Uber. bad. Maybe he'll take an Uber. I don't know. It is too bad because he, he's a very, very funny guy, and he, he's an odd guy. We've had him on the show before, and he, he is odd. I mean, hey, I... Let me try. I want to be rude at this next one. Go for it. Here you so go. With some proper funding, we should be able to get a functioning beta in time for CES. And if you don't fund us, you're a fucking slut. <laughs> 
<laughs> said that to a woman. Oh, oh my God. What's that smell? Is that a fart? You've, you a farter? <laughs> now, can I have a pastry or are you guys going to eat them all? Because you're getting fat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's phenomenal. You, Melina, you got to watch it. Start. You got to start at the beginning, though. Yeah, you do have to start at the beginning. <laughs> because you have to understand why he does the things that he does. These people in Silicon Valley are so disconnected. They're such it's nerds. so funny. And so disconnected from real society. Oh, my God. So super smart and all these, you know, it's like everybody's got a case of autism that's in charge of anything. It's kind of it's hilarious. Uh, there's another one where the guy with glasses, I don't remember anybody's name at any shows, but this guy from Pakistan and another guy that wears glasses, but I don't remember their names. For every good-looking person that comes up, the guy with the glasses wants to claim that he's the, the vice president, and if they're homely, he says the guy from Pakistan is the vice president. <laughs> so they'll talk to him. So they'll talk to him instead of the guy with glasses. I mean, it's just so nerdy, and oh, God. It's really funny. I we sp- have Jason on the phone. I smell something. Who we can introduce yeah, I'm here. before Jason, the break. Jason, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you guys? I love just being a fly on the wall listening to you guys crack up. I'm telling you, honestly, have you ever watched the show Silicon Valley? I have. Oh, my God. That show. See, it's our Don't daughter, you, who's on the show, He hates Alex. it. He told me. No, he did not kidding. say oh. it. Okay. <laughs> Jason did not say he hated it. No. You're lying. We're going to take a very quick break here, Jason. We'll be right back, and we'll be talking about okay. Rampage, all right? Right back. Fantastic. Thanks. Thanks, Jason. Be right back. Tom Bernard. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable. Stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than fifty percent off his four pack special, which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Bernard Show. Jason, did you pronounce your last name Lyles? 
I do, yeah. Okay, I wanted to make sure because there is a name that actually is pronounced Lilas that's spelled just like yours or Lilux. There's usually a K in there, so I just wanted to make sure. Jason Lyles. Yeah. That You know, your job in Rampage must have been, I mean, it's a lot of work, obviously, but it must have been a ball doing it, I would think. Oh, man. Absolute time of my life. It really was. I mean, this was my dream since I was a kid to be in a movie at all, let alone being Dwayne The Rock Johnson's best friend, working with Weta, playing a, go- a gorilla. I never thought any of this would happen. I got to read this. This is so cool. Yeah. Uh, Jason Lyles with this talking about Rampage with Dwayne Johnson in theaters. Tomorrow, as a matter of fact, Jason stars opposite Dwayne Rock Johnson in the upcoming blockbuster Rampage as George the Ape. Jason studied gorillas for months and months and months, getting their emotions, getting their facial expressions. Tell, yeah, can we just start there, Jason? What was that like? So, yeah. So what? where did you go to study gorillas? Uh, first, I started on the Internet. Uh, I knew I was going to make my way to the zoo at first, uh, but I, I knew I, I wanted to look up as much footage as I could, and so I just typed in gorilla in YouTube and watched every documentary I could find, Coco the Gorilla and Dr. Penny Patterson, since there's such a a similarity there between Davis, Dwayne Johnson's character, and my character, George, raising a gorilla from birth and teaching sign language, uh, watching movies like the recent Planet of the Apes films, Peter Jackson's King Kong, behind the scenes on those, any interviews with Terry Notary or Andy Serkis or Toby Kebbell or, or these actors, Karen Conable, who have beautifully portrayed apes through performance capture with Weta, and I just, I just did too much research. Spent a lot of time at the zoo watching them just be, just sit there and just be. You know, I, I think one of the most difficult things as a character ever is waiting or doing nothing. When you have something to do, it's easy because you're yeah, focusing yeah. on that active. But if I can watch a gorilla just sit there and be a gorilla for an hour, and I can figure that out and and and, and channel that, that's if I can do that, I can do anything. You know, it's amazing about what you just said, and people I don't think understand this that if you're Walking down the street, you're walking down the street. But now I'm going to tell you, uh, we want you to walk down the street, and we're going to film you while you're walking down the street. You will walk completely differently than you do normally. So, <laughs> yeah. isn't, that, isn't that amazing, Jason, that people, they will kind of, I think they think they're act walking, or I don't know what it is, but you will get the most absurd-looking walk. Actually, it's kind of humorous. The, the way you, yeah. you nod your head or, or, or motion with your hands, the way you walk, it's so either exaggerated or it's so unusual uh, that it's very, yeah. it's very difficult to look just average and normal. And when, when you know you're being filmed, to do what you're, exactly what you're talking about, to do nothing is very hard to do. Yeah. Yes, it is. and I think the reason why that is when people, if they're walking or whatever, is because you're thinking about the walk. Right. You're thinking about what you're doing with your hand, rather than it's not about the walk or what you're doing with your hand. It's about, well, where are you walking to, and what are you going to do there? That's why you're walking. And so it, it's kind of about pointing your, your mind in the right direction and, and focusing on what, how you would actually focus it in life. Or really, especially with a gorilla, it's about turning off your mind. You know, they don't, humans, we think of like, okay, this is a, this is a podcast and I'm on, I'm on my phone and I'm in LA and you're there and I'm, and this is how we know each other. And there's a movie coming out tomorrow. And right. Okay. So I, I categorize everything and I'm under control, but gorillas don't think about the past or the future. They just, they're just here. They're very present, very meditative creatures. 
who I, I almost think they don't think they just they they're tuned into their senses at all times mm-hmm. with you know what they can hear what they can see what they can feel they can smell and and we're humans we're so mind driven so that's the hardest part about being a grill learning to turn off your brain and just kind of let it sit in a hammock and do nothing and just be open and vulnerable and hear and just be so did you become a gorilla through like motion capture how did how did you become george the ape well, it started with that research. Colin Strauss, the visual effects supervisor from Death Note, was telling me all about Rampage while we were filming a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. And then he said, well, I'm going to tell him, actually, you're the best guy for the role. So start looking at stuff, start researching. And so I did. And But it wasn't about six months that I finally got a call. And um, I went in and met with some people and I booked it. And I started training with Terry Notary. And if people don't know who Terry Notary is, he's King Kong in Kong Skull Island. He is in The Square. He has the amazing scene in the Oscar-nominated film The Square where he is a chimp uh, as a human, as a performer. He's in all the Planet of the Apes films. He trained everybody. He plays characters in there. He's the guy. And so they hired him, and he trained me in the Santa Monica Mountains every day for weeks. And we were on the arm extensions, logging hundreds of hours, logging miles and miles and miles, and just getting to where I could be on these things on any kind of terrain, do any kind of, you know, walk, trot, run, gallop, up and over stuff, whatever. And it was just second nature. I didn't have to think about it. And and like I said, too, the hardest thing is shedding what makes us human, how we think with our minds and and, and the social conditioning of, like, nodding and smiling and keeping eye contact and, and asking permission. Gorillas don't know that. So we have to shed that psychologically and physically until we're at a blank slate and then build the character organically from there and be able to see out of my eyes as a gorilla sees. And I could not have done that without Terry Notary's indescribable teaching and guidance through that whole process. He, I love him more than I can say. I mean, I, I felt it felt like Rocky was training me for the big fight. It really did. He is amazing. <laughs> How, now, when he when not Terry Notary, but uh, the director initially said to you, "You're the guy to play George the Ape." At first, did you think, did you take it as a compliment, or did you go, well, "What is that supposed to mean?" I mean, did you understand what he meant um, immediately? <laughs> yeah, I, I I took it as a huge compliment because I knew this this is a big role. I mean, this is without George, there's no movie. You know, there, there's without the relationship between George and Davis, there there's. That, that's the core of the film. So I knew it was a huge responsibility. And um, I, I don't know if I was scared. I think I, yeah, I, was, I was scared. I didn't know if I could do it. And, and I, I knew I was going to be trained by the top guy. And I knew I had time before I got on set. And I've been on set before. I know we'll figure stuff out once we get there on the day. But uh, I, I knew it was a big responsibility. And, you know, being opposite Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the biggest star on the planet, uh, I, was a little, I was a little intimidated <laughs> at first. And, and the way he described it was, you guys are Han and Chewie. I was like, what? I get to be Dwayne Johnson's Chewbacca, but a silverback? And it's, so I, I was very flattered. I was very flattered to get the opportunity. Um, but everybody made it easy from day one. Dwayne was so loving and so supportive and just so enthusiastic and blown away by like, how long did you prepare? What did you do? That is phenomenal. Oh my gosh. And the amount of love and support he showed every day really gave me a lot of confidence. The crew was literally sometimes rooting for me. Like everyone had my back and everyone had everyone's back. It was just a really loving environment. Now you're six foot nine. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So that, that that's one of the reasons they said, "Hey, you'd make a great George the Ape because you're six foot nine anyway." So are you very broad yes. shoulders. Uh, you have very broad shoulders as well. Uh 
not really. Um, what I think I think the main reason they wanted someone tall is uh, you see it in, in, in one of the trailers. George is when he's normal size, he's he's bipedal. He's up on his on his back legs and he's beating his chest. And then and then you see it's a joke and he's, he's it's funny and he's making a joke. And um, I think they wanted someone for particularly for that scene and for other things to be of size. And if I stood up, Dwayne the Rock Johnson has to look up at me. Right, and so I think that was a big thing. But also, on when you're on all fours, I'm six nine, but I'm I'm like five three or four or something when I'm on all fours. So they wanted someone that was still <laughs> sizable and had that size of a five hundred pound gorilla. Uh, how tall is uh, is the Rock? He's uh, six four six five. So I mean, he's oh, tall. Okay, okay. And he's huge. Uh, but uh, but I got a few inches on him. But luckily he's on my team. I don't have to. I don't have to fight him. <laughs> you don't have to fight the rock. Well, that's probably good news. Is it fun yeah. to look down on the rock? He's a good friend. <laughs> yeah, Catherine has a great. Oh uh, yeah, if the, I look up to him and I look down. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. Now I, I I know it had to be a ton of work, but was it also just? Did you really look forward to every day filming? Was it oh. a ball? Oh yeah. Yes, a hundred percent, man. I mean, this is this is the dream to get to be in a movie like that and work with visual effects artists like Weta and with and with Dwayne Johnson, with director Brad Payton, the whole the whole crew. Like the crew are some of the best on the planet in each one of their seats and what they do. Uh, some of them Oscar winners. A lot of Christopher Nolan's camera crew. Like it was insane. And so I was so excited every single day because most days it was I was with Dwayne, so it was me and Dwayne, and and I just. To be like, man, I get to, hey, see you tomorrow, Dwayne. Like, that, that was insane to me. Or to shoot shoot him a message and be like, hey, excited for the scene tomorrow. Yeah, let's kill it. I'm like, what is life right now? This is ridiculous. Uh, there were some days, they were, they were very exhausting days. There were some, the first sure. two days were a 15-hour day into a forced call, which means less time for sleep than, than, than usual, which is a penalty, and then a 20-hour day the next day. Oh. And they were physically, emotionally exhausted exhausting days and i'm very that was on a tuesday wednesday and i'm very thankful i didn't have to be back on set until the following monday because i needed i didn't leave my apartment for four days i was so <laughs> sore to every muscle but also it's my voice in the movie too and that is very taxing to do that all day especially if it's an emotional scene for george like you know he's not just sipping a cup of tea all day like he is full on so there, I was exhausted and more sore than I've ever been in my life, but I had never been having a better time in my life. It was surreal. So did you get close enough to, to The Rock that you could joke around with him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's and it's helpful because that's how their relationship is in the movie. Right, like, right. Like I said, they're Han and Chewie. Like, they, they bust each other's chops. They push each other's butt. You'll see it. They they both have, a, have egos. <laughs> they're both alpha males. So... That's fun, but he's such a, just an approachable guy. Like he's huge in so many ways, but he's such an approachable guy with no ego, so kind, so warm, so open to collaboration, uh, yeah, and and to talk about what what should we do? What do you think is best? And and he's such a giving person. Like there was one time he's always he's insanely working out and eating and drinking stuff all day. Yeah. And I was asking him about it and he's like, Oh yeah. Oh, that stuff. You should drink. Yeah. I'll get you a little, you should try some. And then we'll pre-workout this post-workout that. Yeah. Oh, you should try some. Yeah. Cool. The next day there's like a few hundred dollars worth of, of supplements. I'm just waiting in my trailer. And I'm like, what? Yeah. He actually great. like just gave me some of his or had someone run an errand. Like he didn't have to do that. And, and you see him fly kids in who are sick or something oh, to, to sets and, 
he's just he's such a great dude. I love him to death, and I have his back forever. So did, could you, like, text him for me today and say, hey, Tom wants to know what the deal is with Vin Diesel? <laughs> Absolutely. I'll get back to you on that. I'll see what he says. That is very funny, <laughs> watching watching those guys. It's, it's, it's hilarious. By the way, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is also in the movie. He is. He, he, is. he is terrific as well. I All the way back to Magic City and things before that, I, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's damn good. He had a really good cast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a killer cast. Like I would I'd be honored to be in any project with any of the cast and they're all they're all in it. And so and I'm I've made so many great friendships through this, you know. You you don't always when you're making a movie. No. Sometimes you just you do the work and you split and there's the respect there or whatever, but you don't really, you know, you don't click, you don't hang out. There's been so much hanging out after this movie, like constantly group texts between me and some of the cast and the director and producers. And if we got to hang out, let's all go get dinner. Let's all go do this. Like there's, there was a lot of love on this set and, and has been afterwards. The premiere felt like a high school reunion. Everyone was just all hugs and uh, it was really special. So now where did you film the movie? Atlanta. Uh, there, there is a oh, lot yeah, filmed okay. in Chicago. Um, a lot of, and then of course, you know, Weta and, and right. hydraulics, they do the creatures and the destruction. Um, but we were, we were based in Atlanta for, I think, 11 weeks. Well, it's not all bad. No, no, I was, I was more than happy to be there for as long as they wanted. I didn't want it to end. Yeah. Atlanta's a wonderful place. There's a place called Bones there in Buckhead that, uh, it's a steakhouse. It's phenomenal. And you can still, yes. you, oh, you went there because you can still have a cigar. I in went there. there. At the outs, well, Bones is wonderful. Went, oh, can you? Yeah. I went there for my birthday is July 4th. And so I we were filming. That was the last week we were there. And so just by myself one night, I was like, I'm going to go there and just sit there and have an amazing meal because I'd read about Bones. And I got the uh, most expensive steak I've ever bought in my life. I got the Wagyu steak, <laughs> steak that they have, oh, the yeah. A5 Wagyu. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, my gosh. What a great that place. That place is incredible. Jason, you got to come back, man. When the movie's out, the movie opens yeah. tomorrow. Come back and talk. Your enthusiasm is very, very impressive. It was a great interview. Thank you. Oh, absolutely, man. It's my pleasure. And, and hey, if anybody wants to say hey or follow what I'm doing, I'm on the Twitter and the Instagram. The Jason Lyles, really easy to find. And it was such a pleasure, man. I would love to come back anytime. Great talking to you, Jason. Thank you, sir. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. You too.